0: Good morning, everyone. Are you ready to worship this morning? <laughs> we'll begin our worship service this morning with a beautiful chorus, great and mighty. Okay. It's great. be seated.
1: Good morning. morning. I'd like to welcome each of you to our Memorial Day service, weekend service today. Thank each of you for being here. Uh, If you're visiting with us for the first time, you have blue Connect cards in the front of the pew. Just fill those out and you can leave them leave them in the pew before you leave. If you're not visiting with us for the first time, it's good to have each of you here today. We sort of got a special, Neil, Julie, Hadley, and Peter is with us, and I didn't know they were gonna be here today, so good to have you. And thank God for touching your lives, but touching you. Julie, through the last few years of what you've been through, so we're we're glad to have you and your family here, Pastor Neil. Good to have you back. I know your mom and dad's good to see you too. So, Um, no circles today. I didn't know that till we got here this morning somebody asked me about it so no circles today Monday we're going to be volunteering serving lunch at Grace Place so uh, I think we've got enough oatmeal cookies and thank everybody for supporting that and bringing those uh, this week Wednesday we've got ice cream social so you know anytime we have food Seems like we have a few more people. That's good. So we'll be looking for you. And Pastor Neil, y'all are welcome to stay through Wednesday. Next Sunday, uh, we're going to be singing at the guest house. So just uh, keep that in mind. And then on June the 17th, we're going to have a uh, church rummage sale and all donated items can be brought to the church storeroom. So just keep that in mind. Memorial Day is a special day. You know, Memorial Day started out as Decoration Day. Some of y'all may not know what decoration is. We were talking this morning about when we were young, you know, Donna said she got to wear gloves, you know, little white gloves, and had on little socks, and or a little fancy dress and a little hat. And you'd go to decoration day. And uh, that was just part of it when we grew up. And uh, I don't think the decoration here is as much as it is in the state of Alabama, but they still have they still have a lot of decoration days in Alabama, and that's a that's a big thing for the families and used to uh I know when my when my dad served in the service, uh, there were four brothers in the same time, and that was rough on my grandmother, I'm sure. But they all come home. We're thankful for that. But my, on my mother's side, she had two brothers that didn't come back alive that served in the military and that's what this day is about to to honor our our soldiers that did not come back home and to mourn them so that's the reason we have our freedom as it is now and you know god gives us god can give each of us freedom but the ones that served in the united states militaries they gave us freedom to be here in America today. We're thankful for that. And thank God for the freedom that we have, the choices that we have to live for God. So I think that's all the... Brother
2: James, can we have all the military people in here stand so
1: we can get an applause? We could. Yeah, we stand, military any military people, people served in the military?
3: Name your dad, sir.
1: Your dad? I'm going to read read from John this morning. This is just a smile. John 16, 13. Greater love, no one than this, that lay down his life for his friends. And a lot of people, the ones that didn't come home, they put their life down for the to let some of them come back home and to give us freedom today. So let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this beautiful day you've given us. We thank you for the love that you have for each of us, Lord, and our families. And we just ask that you be with us in this service today. Thank you for each guest that's here this morning. We thank you for Pastor Neil and Julie and their family and being able to be back And each guest. We just ask that you be with us in a special way this morning. And we will our pastor as he brings a message. We ask all this in your name, amen.
4: I'm gonna read a reading by uh, Cadet Major Kelly Strong. Freedom is not free. I watched a flag pass one day. It fluttered in the breeze. A young Marine saluted it, and then he stood at ease. I looked at him in uniform, so young, so tall, so proud, with hair cut square and eyes alert, he stood out in any crowd. I thought of how many men like him had fallen through the years, how many died in foreign soil, how many mother's tears, how many pilots' planes shot down. How many died at sea? How many foxholes were soldiers' graves? No, freedom is not free. I heard the sound of taps one night. when everything was still, I listened to the bugler play and wondered, and felt a sudden chill. I wondered how many times that taps had met "Amen," when a flag had dropped, draped a coffin of a brother or a friend. I thought of all the children of the mothers and the wives, of fathers, sons, and husbands with interrupted lives. I thought about a graveyard at the bottom of the sea, of unmarked graves at Arlington. No, freedom is not free. we need to stand
0: as we sing this song. It's such a great song. God of our fathers. apparently so much I wanted to sing it twice I'm sorry (laughs) you may be seated we have
4: a special now
0: okay let's please go down to your classes
1: to come up and pray for us, Neil?
3: it is good to be with y'all today and uh, there's a few of you maybe I don't know as well as others and um, so maybe I can meet you after after church but uh, I'm glad you've come to be a part of this church family or are here visiting with us today if you're here but I'm Pastor Neal and had the privilege of serving here for six years and um, and you guys have been like family to us and have prayed us through a lot of stuff that we've been through either while we were here or gone and we so appreciate your prayers for us over the years and uh, so it's an honor to pray for you today. So let's let's pray. Uh, Father, we thank you so much for your goodness to us, your faithfulness from generation to generation as we were just reminded in song that our faith is not something new that that we've dreamed up but something that you dreamed up and your faithfulness has been known from generation to generation to generation we stand on shoulders of faith that were strong and broad and um, people who trusted you in really hard times and you proved yourself faithful and uh, that's who we have in you lord so i pray for this congregation and each one um, in this room today, as well as those who wish they could be here, but maybe health doesn't allow or, or circumstance doesn't allow, Lord, uh, meet us in our hardships and carry us through, Lord, and make us who you'd have us to be and teach us to live and love like Jesus. We pray in your name, Amen. Yeah, well, we appreciate uh, Pastor Dan inviting us to sing for you today, and we're going to kind of mash a couple songs together here. And I guess as we get started, would you uh, just maybe take a moment and think about uh, maybe the, a hardship that you're in now or have been in? Uh, we're going to just reflect on how. Jesus meets us in those situations as our comforter and to give us confidence as well. And so we'll start with a kind of a new arrangement of an old song and and it'll kind of blend into a newer song.
5: There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus, no, not one. No, not one None else could heal All our souls' diseases No, not one
3: laden and I'll give you rest. He said, I am gentle and lowly at heart. How incredible that our King is gentle and humble and meets us in our trials.
5: Come with me, I hear the Savior say, we will trade that cross for a crown someday. the
3: fact that he is gentle and lowly in spirit yet we're told that he reigns above everything and that he has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all and so that also uh, he not only gives us comfort but he gives us confidence that no matter what we face no matter what happens in this world around us or what we read in the news is king of kings and he is lord of lords and he sits on his throne today and he reigns above it all and we love this uh, new song to us that says he reigns above it all
5: you reign above it all you reign Darkness now is ended In the kingdom of light In the kingdom of light Forever under your dominion You're the king of my life You're the king of my life Out of an empty grave, now seated alone in glory, and thrown on the highest praise, you sent the darkness running. Out of an empty grave, now seated alone in glory, and thrown on the highest praise, you sent the darkness running. Out of i seated seen alone You reign above it all Oh, you reign above it all High and lifted up You reign above it all Jesus, you reign above it all
3: Lord Jesus, we claim this to be true today our lives, and whatever we're going through, whatever whatever situation we face that seems too big for us. It's so good to know that our Savior and King is gentle and lowly of heart. That You have been in our shoes. You've walked a mile on this earth, and You know what it is to be tempted and tried. And so you sit at the right hand of the Father and you pray to him on our behalf. Even as you reign above it all, And we give you thanks, Lord Jesus, for your comfort and for the confidence that you give us. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: feel like the newcomer today <laughs> and I am still a newcomer uh but I uh, different ones that came in today well I'm related to such and such and I'm related to such and such and I'm related to such and such and I looked around and I'm not related to anybody <laughs> 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 uh, all right thank you I, I appreciate that so very much Yeah, well, it's hard when you got brothers like me, you know. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you for coming out on this Memorial Day weekend. And it is good to be able to meet uh, several of you that I've I've heard about you. I just want you to know your reputation goes before you. And I don't know if that's good or bad, but, you know. Hey, uh, and I want to say something about this congregation. Uh, It is a good thing... Uh, when a pastor and his wife and family are able to come back to a church that they pastored before. I have been, uh, gone back to some churches that I didn't feel welcome. And I hope that you felt, uh, you have uh, felt very welcome today and loved. And uh, this is your family and we appreciate it. I thank you for the leadership of your many years here and that I'm just uh, following in your footsteps a little bit. I'm going through some mud, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. I want to uh, talk about this morning uh, being in, out, down, and out. Any of you ever felt like you were in and out, down and out? Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of life, isn't it? But I want to talk about in and out, down and out in a good way this morning. Today is Memorial Day weekend and we want to remember... Remember those that have given their lives through the many different wars and the different instances and circumstances that have allowed us to keep our freedoms, our freedom to be able to worship in this way this morning. We thank God for that. We thank God for the lives that, that were lost and that were given. But I also want you to remember also uh, the life of one uh, that gave his life for us and his name is Jesus Christ. And we most, first and foremost, want to remember him this morning in all that we say and do. In our songs and in our words and in our prayers and in the spoken word. It's all for Jesus this morning. We remember this morning his love for us. We remember his care. This is uh, kind of a little bit different. Uh, I was kind of trying to think, well, how do I share this weekend? Because this is this weekend is a very important weekend for two reasons. Not only is it because of uh, Rem- Memorial Day that we want to remember those and those lives that were given for our freedom, but this is also the birthday of the church. Did y'all know that? Today marks in remembrance of the day that the first church of God back in 33 AD or whenever what it was back and then that the church of God began. We trace our roots back to there because we believe in the word of God, that it is the divine spoken word of God and that it applies to us today. And the word remember is used over 352 times in scripture. Now, would somebody like to stand up and quote those for me? I would appreciate it. (laughs) But the word remember means this. It means basically to keep in mind, to recall the memory and the traditions that led us to this point. In Scripture, especially in the books of Moses, as God gave his, shared His covenant with Abraham and to the Israelites as they were uh, uh, going through uh, the wilderness, they were always told, "Remember this. Remember what I've told you. Remember what the Lord has said. Remember." And so we remember today and celebrate the birthday of the Church of God, God's Church. I am not putting the word first, church of God. It is for the church. And that is the birthday of the church. Up in, down, and out, I want to read some scripture from Acts chapter 1. And I'm going to be reading through uh, verse um, 5. And then I'm going to be jumping around. So follow if you've got your Bibles with me. The first account I composed to Theophilus. Theophilus was the writer about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up after he had by the Holy Spirit given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many convincing proofs appearing to them over a period of 40, 40 days and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. And gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but wait for what the Father had promised. Which he said, you heard of from me, for John baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. I jump down to verse 9. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. We had in one of my towns that I pastored in, maybe you've got them here, I just haven't discovered them yet. But we had, the town was old and one of the main highways was that was built through this little town that we pastored in uh, went underneath a railroad track. You know those types, you know, go down and up. Well, in this little town, it was a known highway because it had been there forever. And that was, uh, I guess it started with the wagon train days. I don't know, but everybody, it was an important highway. And everybody, everybody knew had to go down and come up. Well, on the... uh, Sign it says clearance 13.1. I can remember that. And then about a block before you get to that place, it's blinking lights, yellow lights. Caution, low clearance. And then it offered an arrow, go this way to go around it. Well, don't you know it was a well-traveled road and you know every 18-wheeler and every U-Haul truck that ever existed in a little town tried to force their ways underneath that railroad uh, track and go on up. And do you know how many of those trucks and U-Haul trucks got the top scraped right off the top? And this would not happen once a week. This would happen two or three times a week. I mean, I, we, we lived there, I don't know, about 10 years, and, and, and the whole time we were there, we'd see the cops out and with their flashing light, red lights If we'd enter this area of town, and oh, we'd just think to ourselves, we didn't have to ask what happened. We knew. <laughs> have we ever tried that in life? Tried to take shortcuts in life when you know the danger that lies ahead And we look around and say, well, I think I can make it. And we try to drive right under the low clearance. And in the end, our lives get shaved and cut off and injured. I was thinking about those trucks and those cars. Now, I want to testify that I have never done anything like that. (laughs) ha 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 don't talk to Lynn that's another day and another story but sometimes in the church we are guilty of trying to take shortcuts trying to travel traveled roads doing the same thing that we've always done and we fail to ignore sometimes the caution lights that are blinking and says hey You might need to change a little bit and go around the danger. It happens in our life, doesn't it, sometimes? Well, today I want us to think about the church. and You know, today's uh, church is facing, we're really facing uh, a a really hard time in keeping our traditional churches afloat. Because we seem to have lost interest. We seem to have lost some of the traditions that we that, that we always like travel down and all of a sudden we've taken a different path. But where I want us to go this morning with this lesson, talking about the birthday of the church, I want us to remember how it all started. And I want us to remember what we have in possession. What the church has that can help us drive through those tough underpasses. Let's look and remember this morning. First of all, as we read the scripture, I get to my notes. Last week we talked about the ascension of Jesus and how he ascended into heaven. In verse nine, it talks about as he gathered his disciples and they were gathered together in one place and Jesus was telling them this and that. And all of a sudden, Jesus began to ascend into heaven. And the disciples were in awe. And they started gazing and watching him go. And the, the angel said, hey, disciples, what are you doing? What are do you gazing into the, the heavens? He said, this same Jesus who is leaving, who is ascending to heaven, will return in the same way that he has left us. The first point I want to remind you of and be re- in remembrance of this, that Jesus was a real man, although he was divine in every way, but he was a real man that walked this earth and he lived a holy life. And I want us to remember that because Jesus came here to begin the, began and speak about the kingdom of God and how each of us can be a part of that kingdom but his work on earth was done after the crucifixion and resurrection. And so, what happens when your work is done, Neil? You leave. <laughs> I've had that experience before. <laughs> Jesus left because this ministry that he'd begun here, the Father's plan here on earth for Jesus, had been completed. And so, Jesus went up. Now, that seems contradictory because we need Jesus so much today, don't we? We need Jesus in our lives today, don't we? We need Jesus in our churches. We need Jesus in our circumstances. But Jesus has gone up. And I want you to realize that Jesus is not just going up to do nothing. Uh, One thing Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. That's our hope, isn't it? But also, remember in Hebrews, uh, the writer of Hebrews tells us that Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the Father and he is uh, a mediator for us with the Father. We got somebody that's, hey, Father, look at my children down there. They, they need some strength. They need some guidance. They need some wisdom. And so I want you to remember that God, the Father, is up in heaven Jesus is there and he is recognizing us, his family, and the needs that we have. And he's going to the Father and said, Dad, they sure need us. I'm glad we have a mediator, and his name is Jesus, don't we? See, Jesus earned that place because of his obedience to the Father, he earned that place because of his Father's will. He earned that place for what he suffered and was persecuted and died. He earned that place because he was obedient, even to the point of resurrection. Remember why Jesus went up this morning. It's Memorial Day. Remember why Jesus went up. Secondly, this morning, I want us to think about the disciples in verse 13. Remember the instructions of Jesus that said uh, to his disciples just before he ascended. He said, now what I want you to do. He says, I want you to wait in Jerusalem that you would be endowed with power to fulfill what I've asked you to do. To preach and to baptize and to teach the world to observe those things that I've commanded you to do. And so... The disciples, after hearing the angel say to them, Why are you gazing into heaven? What did Jesus tell you to do? And so they began waiting, and they went into Jerusalem in a place some call the upper room. And they went and they entered in verse 13, and they went into that place where they were staying. That is, Peter and John, and James, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon, the zealot, and Judas, the son of James. These all, with one mind, were continually devoting themselves to prayer, along with the women. I'm glad the women got in on that. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Jesus went up, and remember, that wasn't the end of it. The disciples went in. And we need to remember, we have a place that we can go. It's called the sacred presence of God. It's a place where we meet God as we can, we can, we can face, look at him face to face. I was wondering one time, as I was reading this this week, I was wondering what took place in that upper room with those disciples. You know, sometimes we can't stand being together for an hour. Or we can't stand to be together for a day. Or we can't stand to be together for 10 days. These were together for 10 days. And something happened as they were obedient to God, obedient to Christ. I find in my reading that there was a yielding of their selves. There was a submission to God. There was a humility that swept through their hearts. There was a purification of their desires and their motives. We call that sanctification sometimes. But there was a purification, readying them to take upon them, their shoulders, the ministry that Jesus had began. There was a unity, a purpose, a being in one accord with each other. Jesus had commanded them in verse 4 not to leave Jerusalem but to wait you shall receive power jesus promised has somehow the power left us Have sometimes we felt so weak we felt so uninspired we felt so we feel so tired and we feel this thing about uh, 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 Christianity and, and going to church has become so ritualistic in our lives. And what does it really mean, any? And I'm not any better th- th- for coming than I was when I came in here. Let me tell you, that's because there is a Spirit of God that perhaps may be missing in our lives. You see, I find the Spirit of the living God is a Spirit that gives forth peace. I like the songs that Neil and Julie sang this morning. Peace, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Uh, th- that is the message of, 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 of Jesus, to come. We want you, we, The Spirit of the Lord wants to give us peace. He wants to give us joy. He wants to give us an understanding. He wants to give us leadership. And these are some of the things that we are missing sometimes as a people of God. And let's remember this morning, because when we remember... We return to those roots and see how it was told to us and how they experienced the promise of God. Well, let's look at the third part this morning. Not only did Jesus go up and the people went into the upper room, but the third part is, is so important because it's chapter 2, verse 1 and 4 through verse 4. I'm, not gonna, I'm just going to read verse 4 for time's sake. It says on that day of Pentecost had come, and they were all together in one place. Verse 4 They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and He rested on each one of them. Oh, it's my desire this morning, as I prayed even before you gathered in this place this morning, that the Holy Spirit of God would come into this place and fill us with His Spirit and rests on each one of us this morning. The Holy Spirit does not separate people. The Holy Spirit does not prioritize just the preacher or just a few in the church, but the Holy Spirit wants to fall on each and every one of the believers this morning, just on the day of Pentecost. Remember, the Holy Spirit came down for the church. And without the Spirit of God, there can be no church. There can be no salvations. You see, it's the Holy Spirit that brings conviction. It's the Holy Spirit that brings purity. It's the Holy Spirit that sets us apart to serve only God. And we need to be reminded this morning... We talk about Jesus ascended and we talking about the, the early church. They, they went into the upper room. But let's remember that the Holy Spirit of God is for us today. It's for us today. It's not for something tomorrow or yesterday, but it's for us to experience today. I pray that the Holy Spirit of the Lord falls upon you right now in the name of Jesus. Many of us came here looking for something this morning. Maybe we come to see how the church is doing with this new preacher. Well, judgment's up to yourself. Um, But each of us came this morning looking for something. I hope there was a hungering in your soul. To be in the presence of God. To be with God's people. Because good things happen when God's people comes together. Some people who have had an experience of the Spirit in their lives focus on the experience and not upon the call of God to serve in His kingdom. The Holy Spirit did not come on the believers so that they could sit around and congratulate themselves on their piety. The Holy Spirit did not come on them so they could form an exclusive club as the Cypress Street Church The Holy Spirit came to them so that they could continue the work that Jesus begun. We are called Cypress Street Church. To be kingdom people in the city of West Monroe. We are called to be filled with his spirit. And to make a difference in the people's lives and the circumstances that God places us. We're not called here to share in some special privilege through the presence of the Holy Spirit, but we are called to serve. And that is the sign of the Holy Spirit. It's when God's Spirit, God's people have a mind to minister. Well, the fourth point. Somebody say, fourth point. I usually hear it over here. Fourth point. Jesus went up, and the people went where? No, not yet. They went in. They had to go in and have some prayer first and pray for what God Jesus promised them. And then the Holy Spirit came down in answer to their prayers. And lastly we find in chapter 17 verse 6 of Acts the church went out you see where this sermon came from up in, down and out the church went out that we see recorded in Acts chapter 17 6 because these men who had received the Holy Spirit are upsetting the whole world And the testimony was, and they have come here also. The culture was afraid of what these men were doing. Well, all they were doing was talking about Jesus and living Jesus. And as a result, people's lives began changed. And I think of those that are here this morning. We are put on this earth to be the vessels of Jesus to help bring change into people's lives. There are people that are hurting. There are people that are, 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 are mourning. There are per people that are lost. There are people that are sick. There are people that, are, that don't know which way to turn. But I want you to know the church has that answer. And we need to live it out. It's not just something to be verbally taught. But it's to be lived out. In everything we do and say. I like it when. As some of you know. uh, I try to uh, get into different people's lives in our church in different ways. And one of the easiest ways is for me to get into people's lives is. When the women go out to eat on Friday at noon. I don't miss a meal. Can you tell? I don't. And you know what? We had such beautiful conversation and everything. But what I really like is when other people notice and they tell us as we're going out, we sure enjoyed your group being here. You looked like he was having a lot of fun. And, and you know what? That's, that's ministry to people. We're called to encourage other people. We're called to lift up the downtrodden. We're called to give sight to the blind. That there is a better way to live. We are called to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. We are called to change our world, turn it upside down. And I don't care what vocation it may be. We are called to see, for others to see Jesus in us. I can't, I can't remember whether, well, I, t- I told you maybe I did this on Wednesday night, but I'll tell the rest of you. I don't want to leave anybody out. But th- there was a time in my ministry, I left the, resigned to church and I needed to have some income. So I went to be become a uh, <clears throat> a prison guard. And oh, it was so exciting. Uh, I, I, I needed some income at that, at that particular time. And so for 14 months, I served in, in, in Indiana State Prison. And during that time, uh, we, I was surrounded by 2,500 prisoners. It was, a, it, it was a minimum. We had our dangerous people, but mostly it was drug-related and, and and so. But anyhow, they were in there. Most of them were in there for some time. And uh, my, me and my partner, we was in charge of, of 252 uh, 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 inmates at a time. We had our own little building, 252. We had two officers for that. And... Um, of course they were locked in pods and there was a time during during the day that we would uh, uh, just me and the other officer, we'd just talk and one of the questions one day he asked me, he said, uh, what did you do before you come into prison? And I just kind of smirked and I said, I was a pastor. <laughs> he said, what are you doing here? I said, well about that time there was an inmate behind us that, that I, we didn't even know that he was there, but he was back in there cutting hair. And yeah, and I, so I just shared that. And we were just kind of laughing about me being a pastor and, in, in my former life. And uh, the, the, the guy stopped his clippers and he said, hey, CEO, he said, just think, your church just got a whole lot bigger than it ever was before. You got 2,500 here to minister to. And, and you know uh, i didn 't know I, I you know i, I ch- interchanged a lot with these the, this these these inmates became had a lot of became a lot of respectful for me one time one time i i uh, I was having to work overtime, and so when you work overtime, they put you in charge of many more things like I was in charge of the lunch line well they come in for lunch and You know, all these inmates, and they're starving to death. They're cussing and swearing and, you know, telling all their jokes and everything like that, and they don't want to get in a straight line. So I I just simply said, said, nobody's going to eat until everybody shuts up and everybody gets in a single line. They just kept on up and kept going and going and going. Finally, one of the inmates, who I had kind of almost befriended, he said, hey, shut up. The preacher says to be quiet and get in line. And you know what? They all got in line. And we all had a dinner and it was fun. You see, our lives are reflected in others that may not even know the Jesus that you serve. And we are called to go out and turn our world upside down for Christ. Up, in, down, and out. And that's the call that we at Cypress, Cypress Street, I want to call you Cypress Creek, don't know why. Cypress Street, maybe we gotta get a creek around here somewhere I can call Cypress Creek. Cypress Street, and, and you know, we are called to be the ministry of Jesus. Peter's life was changed because of the Holy Spirit, John's life was changed because of the Holy Spirit. Thomas' life was changed because of the Holy Spirit. It totally, he totally revolutionized their lives so that they could proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. If you read history, you find that, uh, that uh, 10 of the 12 original disciples all were martyred. John was put on an isle of Patmos. Judas, of course, took his own life. What gave them the strength To stand up for what they believe in, in this Jesus. I don't know if I could do it in my strength, could you? But I believe it was the Holy Spirit. And I believe today that God will do all things in our life. All things are possible. All things are possible for us at Cypress Street. Do you believe that? Somebody say amen or say oh me, one. The story of the New Testament is a message of power. The power of Christ. It's the story of the Messiah. The power in the blood for forgiveness. Brothers and sisters, if there's any way that you can be a powerful witness for Jesus Christ, it's in how we forgive others. You know there's a lot of people there's people in the church that don't forgive other people you believe that that's one of the best ways we can minister to others is just being a forgiving people by loving people the power of the kingdom of God is in us because of the Holy Spirit we remember we remember the way the power of prayer though Christ promised through christ's promise we are introduced to a new power. Jesus told his disciples, receive the Holy Spirit. Without him, we are weak. We will fail. We will stumble. We still will be held in bondage. And as we celebrate the birthday of the church, let's go back and remember what it took then and I believe what it's going to take today, we need a new anointing of God's Holy Spirit to fall down and descend upon us and make us whole. How can our body of believers be equipped for this power? The angels, again, verse 11. Men of Galilee, this is the challenge this morning. Why do you stand looking into the sky? Why are you gazing into the heavens? Our challenge is for us to stop looking around at what others are doing and start doing it ourselves through the power of the Holy Spirit. I preached a long time before I truly understood, even though I grew up a Pentecostal, I did not understand the work of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know that as the years gone by, me and the Holy Spirit, we've had a love affair. Because I sure do need him. And I don't stand up here to proclaim anything this morning to my own strength. But I'm here to proclaim God's word, who is Jesus. This morning, I'm going to ask us to do what those disciples did when they went in. I'm going to, in, the, in, 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 your, in your hearts and minds this morning, just for a few moments, I want you to think about yielding your rights. You know, we live in a society that everybody wants their own right way, their own rights. They've got their own opinions. But yield your rights. That's what the disciples did when they went in that upper room. They started yielding themselves. They started finding true humility Folks, we aren't worthy of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us, our sin, because we were sinners. Christ died for us anyhow. We need to have a humility in our hearts that we're not it, that we're just one of God's children, fulfilling the ministry he's given us. It's a time for us to explore purity in our lives. Is there anything in our lives that may not be right with God? Is there unity? Is there someone that we've offended that we need to make right? Is there someone we need to put our arms of love and let them know because you're a child of God, they can be a child of God too. Listen, if the church is gonna succeed in this generation, it will be because of God's Holy Spirit. Let us remember that this morning. As we remember the price of our freedoms in America. Let us remember God's Holy Spirit descended upon his church. To begin, I like Zechariah 4, 6. It says, not by might, nor by my power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Remember that. I ran across this prayer at the end. It's in your notes this morning. And I don't know who wrote it. But it simply says this. And maybe it's the prayer of our hearts this morning. Grant me, Lord, the strength to be bold. Send your fire on me like the men of old. I take authority in Jesus' name. And send Satan back from where he came For you are all truth, all knowledge, and power. I take it as my own and claim it this hour. I'll put on my armor against Satan's attack. I'll keep my eyes on you and never look back. I um, was reminded that this is an afterthought, so don't hold this one against me. This is a P.S., It's a song in our hymn book that we're not going to sing. We're going to sing another one, but it's a a song of a prayer. And it says this, and hopefully you'll remember it says, Let the fire fall on me. Let the fire fall on me. Me. The fires of Pentecost, consuming sin and dross, Let the holy fire from heaven fall on me. Let that be our prayer this morning as we remember. We remember what God has done in the past and he does for us today. May God bless you. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word. Thank you for the teaching that you give us this morning. To be reminded of the words that you gave your disciples, the obedience of your disciples the power of the Holy Spirit that came upon them and the abilities that you gave them and the gifts that you gave them, Father, to turn their world upside down. Lord, would you challenge us today to turn our world upside down for you? Holy Spirit, fall upon us today. Lead us and direct us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Would you stand as we sing this old song? that we go this place and we are commissioned to change our world because of the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. Neil and Julie, thank you all for coming and participating. Appreciate you so much. We were blessed this morning. We're blessed for being here together. You know, each and every one of you are so important to me. I was telling somebody else today, you know, this is a holiday. We don't have any family, so you're it. You know, and and, and, and so we're celebrating together. Lynn and I are leaving after uh, lunch today and uh, going to celebrate her father's 90th birthday on Tuesday. And uh, we're going to Alabama and we'll try to bring the banjo back on our knee James. (laughs) Hey, you are really very much appreciated, each and every one of you. More important than me, you are important to God. And I want you to know that nothing is going to happen to you this week that you and God aren't in control of. And it's going to be all right because God is good. May God bless you as you depart. Amen.